In a minute, you're going to hear my conversation with Robert Martin, who's mostly known for his work with Frank Zappa, but played with several artists as well as classical bands in Philly, where he grew up. He's um, amazing, and I'd say out of all the Frank Zappa alumni, I have the most in common with Robert Martin. Then after that, Steve Vai, and then after that, Don Preston. I love I love the Zappa alumni, but Robert and I have a lot in common. It's, it's fucking mad cool, and we do talk privately on a regular basis. Anyhow, he's on tour right now with the Frank Zappa Band, which consists of four different Zappa alumni, Robert Martin, Scott Tunis, Ray White, and Mike Keneally. And so he took out time from his night yesterday to do a Zoom chat with me. If you wanted to see the video version of this conversation, it is up on YouTube and Rumble. But here is the audio version, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Robert. Are you there? I'm here, Dot. How are you doing? All right. Wow. You look like a little bit sunburned. What happened? Oh, man. I got toasted bad. We had a day off. The show in Philly is tomorrow, but I was off today and I got together with some old friends. A friend of mine from school back in the 60s uh, was playing in a 16-piece funk band at Penn's Landing, part of a big... Um, I'm pretty sure it was Philadelphia Teamsters local festivities or something like that. But uh, uh, so I was out in the middle of the day getting getting cooked. And then we went yeah. to uh, uh, another musician's uh, house for uh, barbecue and uh, had a great time there. The sun wasn't so bad there. But anyway, it was a relaxing day off and uh, a nice hang getting together with old friends meeting some new friends their families their people their circle and all that so a good way to spend the day off so the band played there was a band there and you were in the there band. was a band there yeah i i wasn't in the band but uh some friends of mine that i've done shows with in the past in different situations were in the band and yeah. uh uh, and then we went to another guy that's from that same circle of people that I actually brought up into uh, a circle of people that I work with in Canada. And I blended those two groups and they started pulling up more of these Philly horn players and stuff like that. So it's all been good. That sounds fun. See, typical musician, even on their day off, they want to play music. <laughs> or be around it or yeah. listen to it or yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, you look relaxed. That's good. I guess you've been having. <laughs> I am, man. I'm. I'm. To, I'm. I'm about to. Uh, about to fall over. Actually, from a long day. We played badminton. Actually, we played nighttime badminton <laughs> with the the shuttlecock that flashes that bright that has a light inside. That but it's uh, the 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 visual impact of the of the shuttlecock was not what it should be. It was too hard to follow. We were having troubles. We were all you're, getting, <laughs> you're getting some exercise on absolutely tour. so i was out in the open air out in the sun and just fabulous to be able to do that again finally after all this time under basically submerged for a year and a half or so yeah yeah you're out in the sun playing music this is like yep. what we've been longing for yes indeed today's september 6 2021 tomorrow your show is in philly you said it's in Philly at the Mann Center, which is uh, an outdoor uh, venue. 
and uh, I've played there before. I played there uh, in in '83 on the Bette Midler tour. In fact, we started at the Man in Philly uh, that that summer tour. Uh, I toured with her in '82, and then '83 uh, I took over as MD, and we toured again that summer. I haven't been back in a long time, and we played a venue that I used to play back in on all the heavy touring '80 days, uh, '80s days as well um in uh on the garden state freeway not that far from you um it used to be called garden state art center that's what i know it as but now they call it pnc bank center okay. or something like that homedale yeah. homedale homedale yeah. it's right off the freeway so we did yeah, that I, a few years ago i wish yeah, i, fun, fun I, to I, get wish I would have that show but like i got flooded in so I yeah couldn't. i couldn't believe the pictures i was seeing of these floods that hit Philly. Unbelievable. And Jersey, uh, yeah. There, never had anything like that. Not even close to that. Yeah. They gotta, people have to um, build infrastructure better so that there isn't such floods. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. That would be good. That would be good. Um, so I'm going to try to come to the Manhattan show and say hi. And But the fans are just buzzing. They're loving the tour, and um, I just spoke to Ike Willis, and he said that you and Ray White called him and invited yes. him to play, to sit in for one song in the L.A. show, which sounds really exciting. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably going to happen. Uh, it'll be nice to play in a more intimate uh, setting um, and, uh, you know, experience that that kind of a different interaction with the audience. It's, it's a lot different from playing in a big amphitheater to playing in a club where, you know, somebody's behind you and they could, they could, you know, you could hand them a drink if you wanted to. <laughs> but wait, what kind of club are you talking about out in LA? Well, it's uh, it's the baked potato. It's a long, long time running, very well-known, basically jazz club out there in the Valley. Uh, right when the, right before, the valley drops down into Hollywood. Oh, okay. um, and uh, yeah, it's been there forever. We played there maybe two years ago. We play there every now and then and just really, really enjoy it. They treat us really well there. The fans love it because it is intimate and uh, and we have a ball. So, uh, you know, yeah, getting getting Ike up for a tune uh, might be uh, might be happening there. That's given him something to, you know, work towards. Yes, exactly. And the last time when Ray called, Ray and I called him a few days ago, and he sounded way better. I mean, way better. Yes. Uh, back, you know, some months ago, it was just, he was just like. Declining. Speaking. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. And, uh, he sounds much stronger now. Just sounds stronger. Well, I'm going to ask ahead of time if, um, you know, for that baked potato show. Patrice Dappa, she's just not that far away. Maybe um, she could right. get a ticket. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that might be great, too. You know, she lost Nolan. and, and uh, Yeah. She yeah. needs some cheering up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll get her to come out. That'd be great. Frank's sister at the at the show? That would be... Of a, course. Yeah. Be something cool. to look forward to. So I cool. have a fan question. I don't know if you're up for it or not. Okay. I can I can manage. Again, it was a hard day. I... I, I uh, I relaxed hard today. You look like a baked potato. <laughs> I am a baked potato, man. I'm just like the bacon burger. I just, I no, no, it's not. <laughs> as, it, the white, the 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 lighting is washing it out. It doesn't look as bad as it probably feels. But okay, yeah, it feels pretty warm. <laughs> so Philip Les 
Lazavesky, wait, I can't even say it, Lazavesky, Philip Lazavesky, he said for Robert, um, Robert, you answered, okay, so first he asked Ike, it's kind of a connected. I know Frank used to ask folks, what's something you do that's fantastic? I also happened to read that Robert's responded to that question by walking across the room on his hands. Uh, so that, okay, so then for Robert, how has it been finally being back on tour after all this madness? P.S. I'm beyond thrilled to finally see you perform live and your and your magic at the PNC. Oh, oh, oh great, great. So okay. He saw your show, but cool. you know. Yeah. Um, he yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's just been uh, a a wonderful thing to happen in so many ways and so, on so many levels. It's been amazing. I mean, the two bands get along really, really well to together. Uh, we enjoy, enjoy each other's company. We enjoy each other's music. Uh, in fact, we had uh, the drummer a couple of times now has come up and joined us to play on one of our songs. And when we play, I think the Beacon and, and maybe uh, DC as well, we may well be doing that again and possibly more, but I'm not going to like uh, uh, make any promises I can't keep. So, you know, we don't want to do that. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been great, and getting out and playing live for people who are right there and they see what you're doing and they get excited and it's fun to see them smile and they're having fun seeing us smile and love what yeah. we do and yeah, it's great. That's where you belong on stage. So it's yes, yes, with these with these people, we've been having a blast with each other too. I mean, just within the band. That's uh, great. Yeah, in addition to interacting with the uh, uh, with King Crimson and their crew and all, and um, I I uh, have been known for many years for doing this. I brought two gloves and a hardball, and uh, I I actually threw with Joe once. Joe and I threw together. Joe on stage? No, 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 not on stage. But you know, we would find a place on the grounds. Oh, okay. Most of the venues we're playing are not like the Beacon Theater. They're what's called uh, outdoor sheds. We call them sheds. Okay. Uh, they're partially covered, and and there's lawn up in the back, and it's like built in a natural amphitheater kind of a thing normally. But they're they're open air, but covered, you know, like a right. like a carport, a giant carport for people <laughs> at a concert. Um, so it's, it's pleasant. You get a nice breeze going through and, uh, with the cover, you know, people to get, don't get rained on. And so, and, uh, uh, we've been using the same, uh, the same sound guy have been mixing the house sound for us, uh, as has done King Crimson, and, nice. which is great because he knows the system cold and is brilliant at what he does so we've had uh, we've really enjoyed that and i've had so many people come up and say man that not only you played your butts off but the sound was incredible so oh i'd love yeah. to have a soundboard of that mm. oh yeah and we've been getting uh, standing ovations and just having a ball so i really want to see the new york show i hope i can um steven seibel yeah. or seibel said he just Wanted to say hi, and he loves you, and he can't wait to see the New York show. Oh, cool! Him? He's coming to New to uh, New York. Yeah, okay. yeah, a lot of people are. They're they're excited. You know, it's like a um, they're gagging for it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the first of the final three. We go New York, Boston, D.C. Home. Oh yeah, and then yeah. you start. You're just doing that one-off show in L.A. We're just well, we're doing four nights. 
uh, finishing on Halloween. Wow. Yeah. Oh. 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st. Maybe I'll come out for that one and I'll, I'll help hey. please get in. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful venue. They, they, uh, they love us there and we have a great time. So when you do the LA show, are you going to do more than 10 songs? Because I've been told you're only. Oh yeah. We don't have that restriction. And in fact, uh, we're going to have to um, put our heads together and decide what we're going to add because the uh, restriction, current restriction of the approximately 45 to 50, 55 minutes, maybe uh, that set uh, restriction doesn't exist at, at uh, Baked Potato. We'll have to time it out so that we have two different shows right. because they, they wow. invariably, they, they turn the house. We'll do a show, they'll turn the house, we'll do another show. What does turn uh, the house mean? Uh, that audience goes and a new audience comes in. Okay. Well, even it's a club thing. You couldn't obviously do it at a big concert venue, but the, a lot of clubs do it. Um, may I please suggest doing B in my video? Because it was you, Scott, Ray, Ike, was it? I would love, oh my God, please do B in my video. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll look at that. Yeah, because we are definitely going to add some stuff for Halloween. We'll probably add like Goblin Girl is a, is a obvious... Uh, yeah. Um, and what else it'll be yeah and you know what might be interesting at least part if not all of drowning witch i mean what's more halloween than a witch oh that would be great oh yeah. it's gonna be paradise that was hilarious man i, I love hear, hearing frank doing not even a witch ought to be caught on the bottom of america's spew infested waterways and that whole that was the beginning of that whole long uh yeah, it was it was hilarious so we'll have to figure all that stuff out and then it goes into some really challenging uh musical interludes in there as well i mean like uh, alien or orifice level challenge uh interludes so it's it's uh it ain't no ain't no three chord blues <laughs> nope are you playing any horns at all um yeah, I play saxophone uh, on, of the 10 songs that we do, I, I play saxophone on half of them, on five of them. Not a lot anywhere, but just little flavors and colors and tastes here and there. Wow. Is there any, uh, is, is Amit, Ike was asking like, where's Amit? Is he going to be there in LA somehow? You know, I don't know. Uh, he might, uh, I'm not sure if he's coming uh to any of these last uh, four shows or not I, I i really don't know mm -hmm. wouldn't it be so amazing out in la if um you got like a couple more alumni and dweezil and Amit and just like a big bang you know it would be uh yeah i mean i remember when we started the 84 tour uh, it was very different i mean tours invariably start in smaller markets like we'll rehearse for however long, depending on the tour. For Frank, it's a, at least a month of rehearsal. Uh, and then we'll go out on the tour, but we'll start with like Portland, Seattle, maybe Vancouver, come down through through the a little bit through the West. And, you know, eventually after the, t the uh, 
uh, the set is really tight and, uh, and running smoothly and all that stuff and lighting and sound and everything is all ironed out. Uh, then it's usually scheduled so that you hit the major markets like LA, New York, Chicago, Miami, um, after you get to that stage in the tour. But 84, we started the tour in LA at the Palace Theater for like a week or five, five nights or something like that. So that was a big, big difference in the way the tour began. And because of that, just uh, the, the, the outflow of uh, alumni and various people from the, the Zappa world over various periods that came out there was amazing. I mean, all kinds of people came and sat in and uh, so it was pretty wild. Wow, that's going to be a hot ticket, those L.A. shows for sure. Plus, yeah, I, I wish it were a bigger venue, but, uh, you know, it's really great playing the playing a baked potato. It's a it's yes, it's a small venue, but that is uh, is part of its charm and part of its appeal, I think. And uh, it's a, it's a really cool experience, both for us and and the folks. Oh, I, I would love to see that. Um, mm. Well. And it's uh, you live in LA, so it's not going to be hard for you to pop out there and uh, yeah. bring all your horns. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'll probably just stick to the saxophone. The only, you know, I, I didn't, I rarely use the French horn. I used it on, well, if you look at the beginning of the Does Humor Belong in Music DVD in New York uh, from 84, uh, I'm playing French horn on that first song and there's some video of that footage and you can hear it in the mix and, uh, yeah. and stuff. That's but other I than that, I, I hardly ever used it. But how many horns can you play? You told me once before. Well, pretty much anything that makes noise. I mean, <laughs> if you figure out, uh, well, trumpet, for instance, is, is a three valve brass instrument. So is French horn. They're not the same but there are many, many things about them that are functionally the same because they're both three valve brass instruments. Um, so, you know, getting into that field, you can, you can pick up other elements from that field like trumpet or trombone or French horn. Trombone's a little bit different. It doesn't have, well, there are valve trombones, but you have to move that slide to change the length of the tube rather than add uh, piping by uh, pressing down a valve that adds a little bit more measure of pipe. If you press two valves down, that ends up adding more if you push, push all three down. And that's the equivalent actually of the seven positions on a slide of a slide trombone. Seven, the position is way down at the end and little kids have trouble with it. They get, they mostly can't do it. My brother, I remember, started trombone in elementary school, but he, he got frustrated because his arm wasn't long enough to make seven <laughs> positions, so they couldn't hit those low notes. Can you play a... Um... Accordion? It looks yeah. like you're an accordion. Yeah, uh, to, to some degree. Again, it depends. Some of them are built differently. Uh, some of them actually don't even have keys down the right side. They, they have buttons kind of like you have on the left-hand side okay. on both sides. Uh, although the mechanism is a little bit different over here. So, so you're like, saying they're more complicated than women? They, uh, well, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. You've seen that, that meme about uh, engineers like analyzing a man versus a woman and the, yeah. the man is like an on-off switch and the yeah. woman is like this insane 
complicated diagram of this goes over here and if this happens this goes over here and and it's just that's, nuts. What, the, that's what the accordion sounds like to me right 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 yeah hmm well but, and saxophones are the same i mean if you learn most people start on what's called the alto saxophone and if you can get that down tenor is the next one bigger the next a little different alto is the next one smaller it looks like a, a straight like a fat clarinet uh, baritone is bigger than the tenor and has an extra hook in the and an extra uh, longer bell and that plays like the low end stuff but yeah they all function the same way the fingering from one saxophone to the next is is basically the same deal so and it's not that crazy with this current Zavator, who would you say would be the lead singer? Is it you and Ray? There, there isn't one. Like there was never, in my experience, just one lead singer uh, with Frank. Not when I was in the band, anyway, because I was always in there with either Ike or Ray or both Ike and Ray. Mm -hmm. um, so <clears throat> there were leads that moved around uh, from time to time as well. Like uh, 81 and 82, uh, Ray was in the band, but Ike was not. So Frank had me sing songs that normally Ike would have sung, uh, like Bamboozled and, uh, and some things like that. And then in 88, when Ike was in the band, but Ray was not, he had me sing some of the things that, that Ray used to sing, like Illinois Anima Bandit and City of Tiny Lights and things like that, which was fun. It was great fun for me. So there, but in my experience with Frank, there were at least two, if not, you know, three really, really strong singers, all lead vocalists in their own right, but also all able to sing together like a powerhouse freaking vocal monster. Uh, that was also immensely fun. So, but it's only the only two singing really are you and and Ray right now, right? I mean, yeah, I've never... Mike, <clears throat> Mike does a pretty fair amount of, uh, of three-part stuff with uh, Ray and Ray and me. <clears throat> and uh, Scott even sings uh, some. Joe sings. Joe sings very well. Joe has a, uh, he's got a particularly interesting falsetto voice. It's, it sounds almost like Roy Estrada. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, so he's real good at that. So we have, uh, in addition to me and Ray, we have three other voices that, that show up. I can't wait. The reviews have been like raving. They, every, no one has said anything, but this was outrageous. The sound is great. You guys are tight. They're yeah. gay. You know, 10 songs wasn't enough. They're like, Ooh. right. Well, it's better to leave them wanting more than, than uh, you know, oversaturated and bored or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, it has been really good. It's been very gratifying as far as the um, the response. It's uh, it's nice because again, uh, we're having a blast doing it. We're getting um, the the responses. When I was a kid and first starting to go to concerts, I remember one of the things that I really enjoyed about a concert was not necessarily the star in the spotlight, but seeing what's going on in the rest of the band and, and watching them interact with each other and watching them respond to each other. That's a, a part, that's a, a significant part of the show for me is that interaction between the musicians that are doing it, especially when it's uh, deep and intense and, and uh, challenging stuff like, like we do.
Yeah. yeah. You know, you know how Zappa is. It's fun. I mean, it'll go from something very simple, almost headbangingly stupid, and then all of a sudden break into, you know, brain hemorrhage uh, kind of st- high information stuff that you can't comprehend. And, and you just kind of have to let it wash over you and then try to sort it out later. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to Concentration Moon earlier and um, I let a friend hear it and he's like, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard. Well, um, I'm right. like, <laughs> yeah, like it's not the craziest. <laughs> yeah. I, there's crazier stuff. Well, but. my one of my first impressions of Frank when I first heard it, well, you know, Freak Out came out in 66, which is the year I graduated high school. So me and my buddies that I played in bands with, we were very much aware of Frank from day one. In fact, I remember seeing him, that black and white uh, Steve Allen show where he plays the bicycle. Yeah. You've probably seen that. Um, And uh, so, you know, right from the beginning, it was like, whoa, this is different. (laughs) And one of the things that struck me was the way he voiced harmonies, not just with uh, instruments, but with voices as well, was almost like, like you... I don't know, dropped a bomb on the score and exploded it out so that the middle parts ended up on the outside, the high and low, and the high and low parts got squeezed into the middle. And the voicings were all like, well, wait a minute, why, why isn't the soprano on top? And, you know, just uh, things that you would not normally do. And Frank did, and, and it was like, oh, cool. Another thing he liked, I hope we're not getting too technical here, but another thing that he really liked, if you listen especially to Florentine Pogan, the voicings in the band behind that, and a lot of times actually the voicings in the vocal harmonies um, are down low, down in low register areas. And the thing is, when you take a chord and play that same chord, but move it lower and lower and lower. Eventually, it gets kind of hard to hear. It just gets all like, you know, whereas it's a nice, easy sound to listen to when you play it in the middle of the piano. You take that same formation with your hand and put it down lower, and it's less clear. And it's a whole different impact uh, emotionally, psychologically, not just sonically. Uh, And he loved that sort of dark, rumbly sound of getting down lower and lower until you're just on or maybe even past the edge of being able to make out what's going on like an octave on a piano the two notes exactly eight eight apart you can take that down as low as you want and it doesn't it doesn't get strange but other intervals closer intervals the lower you take them uh, the more kind of rumbly they sound and frank loved that he loved to make that. And Pogan is a perfect example. If you listen to the band, it's like, do, 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 do. it's really low voicings, like low down on the clavinet and low down in the guitars. They're real twangy. And, and the bass is like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's just very cool. I love it. I love it. And that was one of the first things I noticed about Frank was the way he voiced things in this kind of, <laughs> I don't care if you don't, if you're not used to this, you know. <laughs> Yeah, his way. Or yeah. Broadway, Broadway the hard way. <laughs> Broadway the hard way. Great. I'm wondering if you can still get up as high as you could when it, you know, like when I listen to Be In My Video and you're like. <laughs> uh, no, I can't. 
I don't know. Again, I, I'm working on it. I'm working on uh, trying to regain that range. Uh, I mean, when, when I was, uh, uh, I, I think it's from just from not singing enough. When I got into my 60s, I just wasn't singing enough and uh, uh, lost some of that range. I still have good range and good power. Um, I just can't do some of that insane stuff that you would not imagine uh, an uncastrated human male could produce. <laughs> You're so high. I'm, I'm wondering, was that a falsetto or was that your, like, ah, so high. Well, sometimes I did use falsetto if Frank wanted that, that uh, sort of coloration to it, that tone to it. But I, the, the strange thing about my, my uh, vocal development uh, when I was a teenager, I was a bass. I did not have any of that high stuff going on. And then it just started to develop in my late teens and early 20s. And by, by the end of my 20s, by my late 20s, I had um, developed just by, by working through it and singing in, in all those different areas, but never losing the low end. I developed this insane range. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I could sing as high in natural voice as I could sing in falsetto. You know, those high squeaky falsetto notes? Yeah. Do them in natural voice as well. And that's just weird. Yeah, because normally boys, men, they can go up high when they're younger and then when they get older, they lose it. So you're saying you got it after. Well, yeah, because it was a a, a growth and a strengthening um you know, not like, uh, yeah, that, that's, well, that's how it worked for me. <laughs> it got, uh, uh, it, well, they say that uh, an opera singer doesn't really hit their stride until about age 35 or so. That's when they really start to become that, you know, that wonderful lyric tenor or that contralto or whatever voice range they're singing in. And, and the voice really, really becomes, you know, round and full and flexible and you can just do anything you want, anything you could imagine, open your mouth and make that stuff come out. Uh, and that takes time to develop. It's very rare that you hear that in a really young voice like late teens, early 20s. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're a freak of nature. I mean, just go in the Zappa group on Facebook and read <laughs> You know, and you still look very fit and healthy, which is great because in, in order to be in the music business, you have got to take care of your health. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember yeah. you doing like one leg, one leg. One leg squats. Squats. One leg squats, like 60 of them. Yeah, they call them pistol squats. Yeah. Uh, it's a real good exercise. <laughs> you, you need, you will develop not just strength, but balance and flexibility as well, or you can't do that. It's not just about pushing with your leg muscles. It's about bending things <laughs> to, to having the flexibility to go down like that and having the balance to do it on one foot. Yeah. And, and good knees. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I've been, I, I have to say, I guess uh, that I've been blessed that way with, uh, with, High functioning uh, goodies to work with. So, is there ever going to be another Zappanella? I mean, a Zappanella. I sure hope so. I think there will be. I, my understanding is that there will be. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, they were hoping to have it this past summer, but 
uh, and for a while there, it was looking like it might happen, but then things got weird again. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. Because the lineup you have now, I mean, that and add a couple, that would be fantastic for you to headline like that. Right, right. And a good for excuse sure. for me to get back over to Germany. I'd love to be there and see you on stage again. And, and right. Well, you lived there. I know. Like I know. I lived there half my life. I miss it. I miss the bread. But I tell you, there's more freedom here right now than anywhere else. And I'm loving it. So and, there not, is. and more live music, too. More live music. Yes. In you know, all my world travels, travels, there is no other place I would rather live. Yeah, me too. I've been everywhere too. Oh my yeah. God, love it. And, yeah. and I have friends all around the world and they're like, how are all these concerts going on? You guys are so lucky. I'm like, yeah, I know. Very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, I still got it. I mean, if I had some bubbly, you would hear a whole bunch of it, but you know. Well, you got to learn to just do it spontaneously, you know. Yeah, well, that was I wasn't planned, you know. I mean, um, I can't. Well, I mean, on on command, actually, you got oh, no, to learn. Oh no, I can't. I don't know how to do that. It just happens. Right. And yeah, I I don't know how to describe it either. It's it's just a way of, I I can't say other than like swallowing the air, like. Uh, 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 but those are just little tiny uh, ones. Right now, but if oh, I swallow God. a bunch and hold it, it'll come out in one big wah. <laughs> I, I have never learned how to do that i just get it from pellegrino or as i used to drink diet coke but not anymore um you know uh i, I can't do it on command i'm not a burp puppet but right. a lot of guys challenge me on instagram they're like i can burp on command i'm like good yeah. but you're not on a zappa album so there's that all right yeah, honey, please don't ever it. get sunburned again it's, it's no. skin cancer Oh, I know, I know. It's bad. This is uh, call not acceptable. Ask, ask if they have aloe vera, you know, um, and I know it's late at night, but there might be a grocery store around. Try to get an aloe vera leaf. Yeah, it is pretty late. I don't think it'd be possible. Well, you tonight, can ask but... the front desk, say, if you can't get it tonight, please have it delivered to my room as soon as possible in the morning. Right, right. You know. Okay, mom. All right, hon. <laughs> yeah exactly mom all right love you robert love you daddy take Good care night, Bye. Bye.